Good morning, and welcome to Gospel Minutes. I'm your host, Minister Early Copeland of Grapeland Church of Christ. We're talking about being distracted. Now, that's the devil's way of keeping us from uh, having a better relationship with God. And some of us are distracted very, very easily. And we're going to talk about a few uh, poignant examples in the Bible that talks about people that was distracted and how uh, it would hinder us in our growth. Sometimes we get distracted. We get wrapped up in work, we get overwhelmed with housework, projects, and other things in the world. We also make time for family commitments, friends, and volunteering, exercise, and relaxing. We can even lose focus on church activities. Amen. None of these things are bad as long as we remember to keep our eyes on the Lord and serve Him in all that we do. Joshua chapter 24, verse 14 says, Now therefore, fear the Lord, serve Him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river in Egypt served the Lord. See, when we become distracted, our focus is off of Jesus. The Israelites with Joshua were distracted by the gods that their families had found while they were in other countries. Joshua gives a directive to the Israelites and is the one that we can follow too. While we might not be intentionally worshiping false gods, when we are not serving God, we are serving ourselves in something other than God. Just as Joshua told the Israelites, we are to put away the false gods and worship the one true God with truth and sincerity. When we feel ourselves being distracted from our services to God, we need to take a step back, pray, refocus our attentions on God. As Joshua told the Israelites, in all you do, fear the Lord and serve Him with sincerity and in truth. Don't let the things of the world steal your focus from the one true God. A lot of times we get so caught up in our own stuff that we put God further and further back. He is not prioritized in our lives because we're putting everything else to the forefront and moving God more and more to the back in our lives. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, Therefore we also... Since we are surrounded by so great a crowd, cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance to the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now the phrase that says, looking to Jesus, is often translated as fixing your eyes on Jesus. We must keep our focus on him. We can't lose focus of the Lord. But it is so easy to take your eyes off of Jesus. So many things can distract us these days. We're reminded to lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Losing our focus causes us to get entangled up in the things that we shouldn't. 
Then we worry about the things which we have no control. Some of us worry about things that we can't even change. Only worry about the things that you can handle. Everything is the Lord's work or the Lord's business. We must learn to discern the distractions. Let's keep our focus on Jesus. Let's take our relationships and walk with him seriously. We must learn to discern the distractions that the devil brings along and ignore them and say no to them. These distractions may be sin. They might not just be activities that take us away from the things that we know that the Lord wants us to do. Or they could be worries about things going on around us. However, we must focus on Jesus, his word, and his kingdom. Amen? Amen. Let's look at a few examples of being distracted and unfocused. And as a result, losing Christ. If you need a if you need a title for today, it's called Lost in the Shuffle. Lost in the Shuffle. <coughs> There's a danger of taking your eyes off of Christ. In the text, Jesus commanded the apostles to get in the boat. Then a short time later, Jesus is spotted by Peter. Peter asked the Lord to allow him to come to where he is. Everything is fine as long as Peter is focused on Jesus. But Peter gets distracted by everything around him. Matthew chapter 14, the verses are 28 through 31. I'm looking at Matthew chapter 14, verses 28 through 31. And it reads, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down on, out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. And he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hands and called him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? As long as Peter focused on Christ, he was fine. He was safe. A matter of fact, he could do the supernatural. As long as we are focusing on God, as long as God is the attention, our, gets our total attention, we can do great things. We can do the supernatural. We will be fine. But as soon as we take our focus off God and start looking at worldly things or looking at ourselves, then we start to sink. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can walk on water. I can handle the storms of life because I'm not focused on that. I'm not focusing on my problems. I'm focusing on the problem solver. See, that's the problem. We're always looking at how bad the situation is instead of looking at how bad God is. God is truly bad. God can do anything. It is nothing that my God cannot do. It is nothing that my God cannot get me out of. Amen? Amen. And one thing I realize when God puts me in, God sure can get me out of. It. Amen? Amen? As long as I keep my eyes on the Lord, I can't fail. But as long as, or as soon as I start to look around, paying more attention to the world and less on the Lord, I will start sinking. Problem that we have is we always worrying about how bad this is. And
and not worrying about how much that God can do. It is nothing that God can't do. Stop looking around you and looking at how bad things are and start looking up to God and realizing that there's nothing that God cannot get you out of. We should follow the example of Mary instead of Martha. Look at Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. It reads, Now it happened as they went that he entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. As children of God, we should learn discernment. Learn discernment, what is right and what is wrong. We should be able to prioritize what's important and what is not. Some things are just not pertinent. Some things are just not important. I tell people all the time, we come and we want to talk about this and talk about that on the Lord's Day. Nothing should be prioritized over this being the Lord's Day. I come here to worship God. I don't want to hear about your dog. Ran away. I don't want to hear about your problems because I got some too. This is God's day. The whole day is God's day. You have six other days that you can talk about all the other things that's going on in your life. Amen. I came here to praise God and worship God. I'm thankful that I'm still on this side of Jordan. I'm thankful that I'm still in my right mind. I'm thankful that I still have time to get myself right with God. I come here because God has done all these things, these wonderful blessings that God has given me, giving me life, giving me strength, giving me hope, giving me salvation. I thank him for Jesus. I thank him for all the things he's done for me. Today is not the day for me to set aside and think about my petty problems right now. Amen? I'm here because of God. God deserves that, doesn't he? Amen. Hasn't he been good to you? Amen. God has been truly good to me. He has blessed me more than I, I ever, more than I need. If God never blessed me again, he's done enough for me. Amen? Amen? We have an example of a young lady who is in, who is this picture of discipleship. Her devotion to Jesus is seen very clearly as we are told she was sitting at the feet of Jesus listening to his teaching. I want you to pay attention to this. Her attention is fixed on Christ and his every word. The words of Jesus have captivated her and it was as if she was transported into another world. The cares of this life had left and all she was focused on was the teachings of Jesus. We hear in the Bible tells us she was right at his feet. We're not told what he had taught about, what he was talking about. Perhaps he was in the midst of explaining the gospel to her. He may have been describing experiences and sharing their meaning. He might have been instructing her on how to be a better follower. Whatever Jesus was saying to Mary, she was glued to his every word. Her posture was important. Luke tells us that she was sitting at his feet. In the ancient tradition of that the student or the disciple would sit at the feet of the one with authority. 
So her posture shows that she was a student and he was the master teacher. She was submissive to his authority. The Bible says she sat and listened. She was one of the ones who were really hearing his words. She was taking them in and pondering their meaning for her. She was a true disciple. Do you sense the peace that Mary had? She is calm, content to listen and to be with her Lord. The time she is spending with Jesus is more important to her than anything else. Is that with us? Is our time with Jesus more important than anything else? What else comes in front of that? What else is more prior, you should prioritize more than that? Spending time with God. Now, you see Mary, but let's look at Martha's distraction. In Luke chapter 10, verse 40 through 41, the Bible says, but Martha was distracted with much serving. Isn't that sad? You're in the presence of Jesus. Jesus is right here speaking and talking. Now you know who he is because you are a follower of him. You're a disciple. You have heard all the things he's done. And most importantly, you have seen some of the things he's done. But yet still it says you are distracted with much serving. Was that important? Now do you understand what I tell you when it comes to not Brother Cuppa's being mean, but how are you distracted and thinking about something else when the word of God is being taught? That should prioritize anything that we're doing. I don't need to be thinking about anything. I'm not worried about my dog. I'm not worried about this. I'm not worried about my, my back hurting. I'm not worried about, I'm listening to the word of God. The only thing that can help me, the word of God. I hope and pray that these words have been a source of encouragement for you today. On behalf of the leadership members, I invite you to come and be a part of any or all of our worship services. Grapeland Church of Christ is located in Grapeland, Texas on 504 North Market Street. Our phone number is 832-390-1736. Sunday morning Bible class starts at 10 a.m. Sunday morning worship starts at 11 a.m. Sunday afternoon worship starts at 1.30 p.m. We also have a Wednesday night Bible class that starts at 6.30 p.m. On every first Sunday, right after morning worship, we sit, eat, and fellowship with one another. All we ask is that you bring an open heart and have a sincere thirst for the truth in the Word of God. We are a Bible-based church. We have no doctrine other than the Bible. 1 Peter 4.11 says that if anyone speak, let him speak of the oracles of God. Let us help you build your relationship with God. I'm Minister Early Copeland, and I hope to see you soon. Until next time.